Jason. We have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. I guess the only real news out of the Texans, uh, we'll get into some of the injury concerns for this game in just a second, but the Texans did name their captains yesterday, as voted on by the team, and they are as follows. Uh, C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback, Laramie Tunsil, left tackle, and then their two safeties, Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie. And, John, I got to tell you, um, you were on the Jalen Petrie, Jimmy Ward, both being captains bandwagon as far back as OTAs. So kudos to you on that one, my friend. Well, because, thank you, and because I'm wrong so much and don't get a chance to blow my horn, I go back to uh, when the Texans drafted Petrie and the last column I wrote for the Chronicle was on Petrie being a second-round pick. And I wrote and I said, you know, I think I wrote, I know I said he'd be a captain his second year. And a lot of people scoffed at that, but I knew what he was all about, the kind of person he was. I know the coaches love him. We know Jimmy Ward was a natural after spending his first nine years with the 49ers. He was there before Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico, Ryans, and Bobby Slowick. So he was a natural. I'm kind of surprised about a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. That bodes very well for what his teammates think about him, not just on the field, because they got players who will probably play better than him, but the kind of leader he is. Everything that he has demonstrated behind the scenes, his teammates obviously like. And I think Laramie Tunsil, who is the best player on the team, seemed like he'd be a natural as well. Yeah, I um, I, I, I like this group. I mean, just flat out, John, I like that it's four good football players. Like, it sounds weird to say, but the Texans have been so deficient in talent the last couple of years. And as a result, I think have tried to, in retrospect, kind of force feed captains to the fan base like last year i saw a, a, a somebody tweeted a, a graphic of this year's captains juxtaposed to last year's captains last year's captains were davis mills brandon cooks who quit on the team christian kirksey who's not good at football anymore i felt bad for john weeks because he was a captain last year and he's he's getting dragged down by everybody that's in last year's graphic we need to rescue him off that graphic have him erased and somehow make him a quasi captain this year John, I just like that it's four good players. I like it's kind of four different personality styles. You got you got the two safeties that are kind of very, you know, chatty and 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 loud. You got Laramie and, and CJ that are kind of more lead by example, although the guys on the team say CJ is a pretty good trash talker as well on the field, but I don't think he carries himself that way behind the microphone. Um, I like it. It's it's four guys that feel like they they really deserve to be captains. I like that one of them. Jimmy Ward was brought in in free agency, but again, he's not this force-fed leadership guy like Christian Kirksey. He's a guy who's a fringe top 100 player in the NFL. I like these four guys. Not often do you see a team leave off the greatest player in history at his position, but that's what the Texans did with John Weeks. They should have added a fifth captain to get Weeksy in there. You you should petition for that, John. You should you should protest. <laughs> you should do something. We, we got to get that going outside the stadium <laughs> before, uh, before John we Weeks do. was robbed. Yep, absolutely. Um, so those are your captains. I guess the other the other news, John, as of right now, t- today we're recording this on Tuesday, which is an off day. So there's going to be nothing new coming out of the building today. But as far as doing an early look ahead to the Ravens game here. 
Um, we'll start with the medicals. Uh, Titus Howard practiced yesterday. I, you know, it wasn't like a real physical practice. It was more just kind of a light walkthrough type stuff, but he was participating with a club, kind of that JJ Watt club hand thing going on, on his broken left hand. And I guess that more importantly, because it looks like that's an indication to me, and I'll get your thoughts in a second, that Titus is, is probably leaning towards playing this weekend. But the, I think the more concerning thing, and we'll see what Wednesday looks like, but Blake Cashman and Christian Harris, both guys listed at first string at linebacker, neither of them participated yesterday. Well, let's, let's go back to Titus. If Titus wasn't going to play, he'd have been out there without the cast and uh, the club. And players play with clubs all the time. He's going to be in the lineup. The key is, will he be at right tackle? Or could they put him at left guard where he's played before, started before two years ago, and and something they shouldn't have done, and leave George Fant at right tackle? Because Fant is going to be better at right tackle than anybody they've brought in or elevate center or guard. And so that's what I can't wait to see. But Titus is back, and boy, that's a good thing when it comes to their run blocking and not to mention their pass protection, but they still have a lot of ifs at left guard and at center. And as far as the linebackers, you know, they were the worst team in the NFL by far at stopping the run. The linebackers play a big role in that. And if those two guys are out, and maybe they won't be, but if they are, that's not going to just hurt them against the run. It's going to hurt them in coverage. And uh, Henry Toa Toa played more snaps on defense than, he, than any, I think, player on the team in preseason. And it means you would get a lot of playing time. But hopefully those two guys will be back because they need them desperately. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the offensive line because I don't know enough about these guys that they've – there's so many new guys on the offensive line. I don't even knew like they picked them up, you know, in free agency in April and they drafted a few of them. I'm talking new like – they traded for him a week ago. They traded for like they've traded for two different offensive linemen that are going to be on this team. They picked one up off of waivers, a, a rookie from from uh, Buffalo, went to Ole Miss, <coughs> uh, broker uh, George Fant. You mentioned that yeah, George Fant is a grizzled vet on this offensive line. They brought him in like a month ago. Um, so uh, so I don't know. I I'm guessing John that this is a major triage situation <coughs> for the Texans on the offensive line. Given these injuries, given how recent they've had to adapt to the life after Juice Scruggs to the IR, Kenyon Green to the end of season IR uh, last week, I don't. I have no clue who the five best guys are that they would throw on the field right now because I don't know enough about some of these guys to make that assessment. I man, I've watched George Fan play in a couple of preseason games, and I've watched some some footage of the Broker kid who you know in his fifty snaps in the preseason. He looks like he's got some dog in him. You know, we asked Nick Casario, Seth and I did about him today, and it was clear they like he brought up the fact they like the way he he plays through the whistle. He finishes plays. Like he's kids, if you're an offensive lineman and you're a seventh round pick and you're trying to make a team, be sure to finish your blocks and go right up, if not past the whistle a little bit. It impresses at the very least Nick Casario. Um, but I, John, I don't know who the best five are on this team, right? And where you'd put them. Like Titus could be a left guard. He could be a right tackle. I have no idea. Texans have no idea right now either until they yep. see him go out there and play and hit people. Maybe they put Josh Jones, who's played right tackle, left tackle, and right guard, never left guard or center. Maybe they put him at right tackle if he's looked good in practice for two weeks and Titus at left guard. 
And then what about center? Do they go with a guy that's played before, Jimmy Morrissey, but is best or best suited for the practice squad? Uh, Kendrick Green, who started as a rookie for the Steelers two years ago, they moved him to guard, and he was so bad he was inactive for every game. Do you try to move him back? Uh, Jarrett Patterson, a rookie, six-round pick, drafted to play center and guard, but because Juice Scruggs came on in place of Scott Quisenberry, he looked uh, – he, he Scruggs took over and looks just started to look good when he suffered the pull hamstring. Do you put Jared Patterson at center? So the key coach in this game is not D'Amico Ryan's, is not Bobby Slowick or Matt Burke. It is Chris Strasser, the new offensive line coach who came from Indy, their fourth in four years, because his group controls everything: the running game, the pass protection how much time the defense is on the field, and whatever they're playing, Chris Strasser, uh, he deserves a right. Yeah, well, he's got to be. Yeah, if he if he gets them playing competently, he deserves a raise. You know, if, they, if it's a, if it's three Matadors and Titus and Laramie, then uh, then, then there's a big problem there. So, um, yeah, that's a huge concern in this game. And I know, John, your early look at it, and it doesn't sound like it's something that's going to change. Plus, all of a sudden, the Texans trade for Quentin Nelson and, uh, you know, and, and – two other linemen uh you you've got the ravens winning fairly comfortably in this game right i do i'm gonna save my pick for when we do them in our last podcast yeah. this week but i'll just say i'm gonna have them winning by 15. okay well there you go um so that's the early look at the ravens and the texans and again as john alludes to 